2: upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com/upgrade.
1: Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Henry Glassie and Pat Collins, and this is one of those interviews I think that comes once in a life a lifetime. It really is and it's uh it's about a film called Henry Glassy Fieldwork this was the world premiere uh, at the Toronto International Film Festival, from Pat Collins, and and we're looking uh, basically at Henry's work over the past fifty years, and I guess you could kind of call a uh, you know the culmination of that in this film. You know, fifty years of uh, of, of uh, doing existential eth- ethnography. I hope that's okay, Henry. Um, but he he travels to five different cultures, and and he looks at things like um, pure form, pure color brazilian sacred art and we look we look at the hands and and we attend to things in an oral way in a visual way henry talks a great deal about nonverbal cues and listening through the eyes and and about method and and about the patience that goes alongside of of some of the work that these 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 men and these women do that um you know uh, henry says if god exists he exists in the sp- or god exists in the spirit of of the human being. Henry talks about becoming a kid in another culture and and about about how important it is to eliminate prejudice and 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 something uh, simple complications which I, I so absolutely love and and for for Henry when it comes to art and and defining it, he he believes that communities come together uh, to agree on on what is beautiful and 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 what we might call this this grammar uh, of art so this is a this is a film for 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 henry that that is about grace i th- I believe anyway about grace and about generosity it's about it's about stories it's about being alone and yet together with other people as well it's uh, you know he has this beautiful phrase where he he talks about if you know if I just put myself in front of other people uh, they 'll be able to teach me teach me something about, uh, I would argue, how to be a better human. A uh, fascinating interview with Henry and Pat and, and a fascinating and brilliant film as well. Henry glassy field work coming right up. David dot for more information about my public speaking and my writing. You can purchase a copy of real changes incremental there on the website. If you're uh, getting behind or enjoying what we're doing here at face to face live, um, please uh, th- consider supporting us. You can do that. You can get behind it. Uh, the podcast, you can support us financially on patreon.com We have a page there, a dollar a month, $5 a month, $10 a month. It all goes towards helping to offset costs and, if you can't do that, and I totally get that and understand that, could you consider or would you consider leaving a quote for us uh, on iTunes? We would really appreciate that. And then, of course, sign up for the newsletter, forward this to other uh, other people that you know who are listening to podcasts. Let's grow this uh, community and sign up for. Uh, did I say sign up for our newsletter? Yeah, sign up for our newsletter and leave us a quote if you can. Also, if you want to advertise on face to face, you can do that through our newsletters. You can do banner ads on the website and also embedded in the podcast themselves. We've got a pretty big reach now, um, hundreds of thousands of, of listens over the last five years, a big audience over twenty countries: U.S., U.K., Canada. Probably the three. Uh, most listen to countries, but we're we're as far southeast as Cambodia, and we go as far north as Mongolia, uh, Singapore. It's just it's really quite remarkable this thing called the internet. Anyway, don't uh, touch that dial. Rabble.ca also a platform where I exist, where face to face lives, and news for the rest of us: uh, journalists, artists, thinkers, writers. Uh, talking about issues that matter, check that out as well, Rabble.ca, or check them out as well, Rabble.ca. And stay tuned, coming right up, Henry Glassie and Pat Collins talking about uh, their new film, Henry Glassie Fieldwork. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined by a uh, two very special guests. We've had had a bit of a comical start here at the Toronto International Film Festival with Henry Glassie and Pat Collins, who were calling in Ireland. Henry here. I'm going to let Henry say Hello.
0: Hello how can we not uh, be confused using all these machinery yes we've we've had a few uh, few
1: technical issues and and pat do you want to say hello uh, on the line from ireland hello david Thank you. Very thank good you. To be talking to you. Thank, thank, thanks for joining us, Pat. I I, I do appreciate it. I know. I, I think you just mentioned before we hit the record button, it wasn't quite your bedtime yet, but we're getting pretty darn close. So so why <laughs> yeah. don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, sort of the genesis of the film and 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 maybe I mean it sounds like you and Henry have had quite a quite a long relationship. I'd love to hear a little bit about that evolution and 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 why you decided to. To record not only um, these these well many many artists I suppose but focusing on five countries uh, can can you talk a little bit uh, about that?
2: Yeah, well, in, in terms of the origins of the film, it, it 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 goes back to a radio interview that Henry had with a poet called Vincent Woods, a poet and playwright, and it was on Irish Radio in two thousand and ten. And um, it was just kind of, I was kind of spellbound by the interview. And it, 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 it was kind of an interview that Henry gave talking about art and talking about folklore, talking about his rural upbringing in Virginia. And it, it's, an, it's, it's an interview that really kind of burned into me. And I—and and two years later, I wrote him a letter in um, September 10th, uh, two thousand and twelve ne- nearly exactly seven seven years ago and i kind of I, I i kind of proposed the idea of a possible uh film i not sure exactly how the film was going to take shape, but I was very open to a collaborative um making a film collaboratively sure. with henry and and he got he came he wrote, he wrote back to me he didn't uh he doesn't do email't so do email, letter really
1: that, i find that surprising pat.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um well i i do email but he he henry doesn't so a letter came a month later i wrote back to him and then we exchanged letters for a few years and then i met him in 2016 in dublin and uh again we proposed the film and henry had just henry and Pravina um had had just finished a book on brazilian sacred art and uh it it just it, the funding and the kind of idea of of starting the film in brazil kind of took shape simultaneously and it just was kind of perfect timing but it was perfect timing that took nearly 10 years you know, <laughs> perfect timing nine that years. took
1: nearly 10 years i i want to get henry's take on this this sort of this first meeting and the fact that he doesn't do email and all of that and 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 see yeah.
0: where see, see where if he can validate all of this pat yeah Pat doesn't do anything except except speak the truth, so certainly everything that he says is something that I, was absolutely accurate, and you don't have to doubt it, that accuracy. But I think the, the larger story is also interesting in that Pat suggested to me that maybe I would be in a film, and honestly, that didn't hold much interest for me. But once I realized that his filmmaking skills, and he's a fantastic filmmaker, that his filmmaking skills could be allied with our ethnographic work— then I became very excited about it. So what I saw about the possibilities were, was a kind of combination of very slow, cheap methods with very fast, expensive methods and how the, those could combine into a, a film that would really be richly evocative and expressive of the kind of experience that we would had in Brazil. So it was important that I met Pat and immediately liked him this is a man that I could easily work with. But it was also true that we, Praveen and I had finished a book on Brazil, and so that we were re- ready to share that book and those artists with another person. And it seemed to me that Pat had all the patience and all the skill in the world, and that he would be able to go with us into Brazil and it wouldn't cause anything but happiness among the people that we worked with. And so that really that's, what it worked, that's how it worked. He decided to come to Brazil, we were there a couple of weeks before. We, we talked to all the artists. We made sure that people were ready for it. We made sure that people were interested in being in a film. Not everybody was. There was one man who didn't want to be in a film. He said, they want to pay me to be in a film? To hell with that. I do this art. I don't want to pay for it. I want to do it out of love. But everybody else was very excited about being in the movie. And we talked to them about what it was going to be like. And Pat and his crew showed up. Everybody turned pink. And they got used to Brazil and the mosquitoes and the difficulty. And we all went together and it was a t- wonderful collaborative experience because Pat had all the skills already. He had the patience, he had the ability. We just went out and met these people that we knew and they immediately responded, loved Pat, loved the crew, Colm, Bob, everybody was great. And so there was there was a wonderful convergence of, of different worlds and different methods. As I say, we have a long, slow, cheap method and he's got a very quick method, But I think they combined impeccably in order to create the kind of images that we wanted of our Brazilian friends.
1: Pat, mm-hmm. just wondering, um, it sounds to me uh, what little I know of, of Henry, and I'm going to learn more, that, that he would make a good director. Um, he knows kind of what he wants and and where he wants to yeah. take things, <laughs> and yet talks just here briefly about. He talked about the the, the wonderful collaborative like nature of all this. Uh, d- yeah. Would you, would you say you both sort of shared a similar vision for where you wanted uh, field work to go, for the film to go?
2: Yeah, <clears throat> I think so. I think I, I think my most in, the, the, kind of an important part of a director's work. I think is is, is especially if you're making the film with somebody or about somebody's work is that that you have to listen very carefully what they're telling you. (laughs) And it's not... um, And sometimes you can convince people to do things that they don't want to do, but that you genuinely feel would be better for the film and would be better overall. But I think you you do have to listen very carefully. And so when, when Henry might say that he doesn't understand making process you still have to listen to what the the instinct he has or how it how the artist might be represented uh, so it's kind of um so when we discussed going to brazil i had i had a copy of of his book i think before it was published and he and he said we'd, we you know because of the geographical spread of brazil and how big the country is and it's very hard to get a grasp of how big Brazil actually is maybe not for an American, but for an irish person it's on a huge scale and Just so we kind of concentrated on Salvador and 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 marigujo you know, in, in a little village in brazil and he, and and he kind of you know it was a kind of a collaborative thing of 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 who the best artists would be but but it wasn't it wasn't even that collaborative in a sense is that Henry kind of says you know you know mentioned like maybe ten artists and I kind of basically said look you know that I'm I'm really happy to kind of go along and film with the artists that Henry feels are worth filming because it would have taken me years to find some of those people and I I probably never would have found them you know it takes um a folklore kind of patience and skill to go into a place and and discover these people who 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 were you know who were kind of largely hidden from kind of say publicity. They don't have agents working, you know, promoting them. They're, they're you know, they're, they're in little, in little shops on the side of streets, and they're in little workshops. And um, so it, it's 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 really important for me to kind of not try to um, kind of force my own view. Um, like my initial, I suppose, impulse was to kind of. Henry's approach to work and approach to living and approach to life and, and then I'm trying to get those ideas across and, 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 and then trying to discover how, the, how best to do that
1: how to, how to, how to you, best want, you only discover it. by listening
2: you only discover so, by listening I
1: so I find it interesting that you talk about listening it's 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 a theme that's been coming up in a few of my interviews this uh, this festival I mean it, it comes up in a lot of the work that I do actually Pat Henry uh, I, work, I work as an international development consultant traveled uh, around the world and uh, I used to teach yeah. development at Humber College and, and, and I would tell my students often that there were three things you know that you needed to anyone who's listened to me on face to face has heard this before but you need to listen and you need to listen and there's the third thing is you need to listen it's all about listening I get the sense from from Henry um, and I'm gonna let him answer this uh, but he has spent his life observing of course writing and reflecting going very deep but Mm -hmm. also
0: listening on a variety of of levels I think listening is a a very good way to say it and so that to make the film what you really had to what Pat had to do was rely on me having listened a great deal and the thing is he didn't have the time to listen so Pravina and I did a lot of listening but I think you know if if you don't want observing and you want only listening I think I want to complicate that a little bit because Praveena was raised in Brazil so she has Portuguese perfectly and natively I don't I haven't even bothered Pravina's great at Portuguese why should I so I'm observing all the time. And the fact is that we separate into two kinds of functions in the middle of field work. And one of them is certainly listening, but the other one is observing very closely because there are all kinds of wonderful things that are that happen non-visually, I mean non-verbally, and that really you have to have a kind of visual attention. And so that we, we could offer a great number of anecdotes. But since we sort of divided ourselves into a pair, we already are a pair, but we're a very close pair, but she does the talking and she does the main listening and I do a kind of listening but it's really of listening through the eyes. It's a very slow, attentive, uh, visual kind of communication that I really think I specialize in. Other places, I mean, I've, I've spent a very long time in Turkey and I learned to speak Turkish really quite well. But it took a very long time to do. But if I've got Pravina, I don't have to learn Portuguese. I can sort of follow Portuguese from knowing Italian. But I don't really speak it very well, and so I listen hard. But what I really also do is observe, and our work requires a great deal of that, a great deal of attention to the nonverbal cues that are being given in an environment. And so that before Pat takes over, and he's going to be largely uh, visual. I mean, he doesn't know any Portuguese either. So that film is going to be visual, ultimately. And so that it was important in, I think, the great success of this film that I had done a lot of visual attending, and Praveena had done a lot of oral attending and brought those things together and handed them over to Pat. And he was able to really take off with an essentially visual take. And if you see the film, and I think it really works very beautifully, there's a lot of sound, very little talk. Now, we had a lot of talk, and so it's interesting that Pat made a decision in the creation of the film that he actually eliminated a lot of the conversations that were had. And in one version of the film, Pravina had done a lot of translating of Portuguese for the film to have subtitles for conversations. But as the film grew and as it matured, as it began to be its own thing, then the conversation, for the most part, went out. There's a long conversation with Edgivaldo. It's great. It's very good. Pravina translated it you know, from Portuguese into English, and it's great. But even when we hit the United States of America, where really people speak a variety of English, they don't talk much. Pat made a film that's very, very visual, and I think it's, quite, I think it's natural to him and very beautiful, and so that you could have a film, the kind of work that we do, certainly the kind of work that I did in Ireland, a, a decade in Ireland. Man, there's a lot of talk. And people are really, really good at talking. And if you were to, do, to make a film about Ireland without talk being central, you'd be missing the point. But if you make a pil- film about the artists of northern Brazil, and even the film about the potters in the Piedmont of North Carolina, really, they're working very hard with their hands. And th- then if you, f- if you f- shift your vision to Pat's film, watch hands. Mm. It's yeah. just beautiful. There's a ballet of hands.
1: I, I, I was I was going to bring that up. I, I made a note about that. I, I uh, uh, have been working with my hands in a variety of different ways in construction. I do card tricks, and there's a real ballet to, to, to manipulating a pack of cards or a coin, and there's a real craft to it. And I would love to have a long conversation with you, Henry, about, uh, you know, the distinction between art and craft. And I, I'm sure we could do a full 90-minute podcast on that, but frankly, everyone would, you know, turn the dial, I think. But maybe we'd have a few, maybe we'd have a few listeners but uh we 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 could talk about but but the hands pat was that a a real conscious choice i'm so glad henry brought it up you know the tight close-ups uh the kind of the silence for for the for the a good 30 minutes into the film at least it's we we need to pay attention and obviously conscious and intentional on your part but i'd love to hear more about that
2: yeah i mean I was I was partly influenced I think by by a series that was in Irish television in the 1970s which was which was actually called Hens, and um, it was it was about um, it was about people who were who worked with their hands, and it was maybe there was might, might have been 30 different half-hour programmes, um, like beautiful scripts written by Benedict Kiley, an Irish writer, and. Um, and just beautiful footage from the 1970s of, of uh, you know p- people um, doing all sorts of like taching and, uh, and and uh, making saddles and uh, stonemasons and it, I think I, I had a kind of it's one of my kind of favourite television experiences and,
1: and who, did you, I Pat, always did you kind, kind say of said I, I remember round
2: mm-hmm. sorry
1: did you say that it was called hands
2: it was called hands yeah wow. yeah and it, it was so, so it was Uh, it was a beautiful series and uh, I always kind of regretted that I wasn't making films in the 1970s I I was too young I was only uh, born in 67 but I think Ireland when Henry was in Ireland actually in the 1970s I almost feel that there was a kind of a real uh, kind of emergence of kind of modern kind of life coming into the into the the world but it still had it's foot in the in the kind of ancient past, I think, you know, and it was a great mixture of life in Ireland in the 1970s. And um, anyway, so I, I think I was kind of influenced a little bit by that. But you couldn't, but when you see the artists in Brazil working, you know, it would be kind of almost crazy to shoot it kind of in a in, in a, you know, in a kind of a wide shot. You you, you just have to go in. And uh, especially with the first artist, uh, with Salvo Santana, no, he, he's making hands himself. It's kind of one of the n- n- most beautiful images in the film, I think, is when he's uh, he's making hands with just a little. Um,
1: Henry's agreeing with you, Pat.
2: Yeah, and it's it's a kind of a real, there's something kind of epic about it in a way, or something like uh, almost godlike, I suppose, stuff. You've got these hands making tiny, tiny hands of 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 the a, a religious statue, and it was, it's just and it's just beautiful. And you know, we filmed this, but Raulo Santana was was making it, so it was just it was there in front of us. So you have to go in close to see it, and you have to see the detail and the texture of it. And um, but so, but so other times, actually, we did go back further because you know some, sometimes like Raulo like. Um, samuel rodriguez when he's when he's making the candomblé uh, the, the, uh, the irish uh, on, on, on the kind of from scrap metal i mean he's almost like doing a performance and so you have to kind of see it in, in, a, in a wider angle but still you know you can see the sweat dripping off him and you can see his eyes he, every time he every time he's doing the soldering his eyes closed he doesn't wear a mask or anything and uh so it's kind of, you need to be in, in close with them, I think. And, um, well, I think to, and then,
1: you know, Hen- Henry talked yeah. about the, this idea of patience. And I'm wondering, yeah. I, I mean, I, I want to talk about what, what, what great art is. And, and I think you sort of define it in the film, Henry, in a way that I don't know that I've ever heard it defined this way before. Um, but it's it's kind of about, uh, sort of about practice. But I'm wondering to something Henry said earlier, Pat, about patience and to be able mm-hmm. to hold a shot that long and that tight and that close to to you know to have that kind of focus and and attention to detail uh, because yeah. you know god, well god is in the details right so uh, yeah. what however small g or capital g i suppose depending on how you define that but yeah. But, yeah. but 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 it it would almost be disrespectful to to shoot some of that in a wide shot in a way wouldn't it yeah it, it would i
2: mean and and I mean, we're only trying to reflect what the artist is trying to do in right. terms of you know, the attention that he must give or she must give to their art. You know, they have to be so um, concentrated, uh, and, and we we have to reflect that to be any way accurate in trying to capture the atmosphere and the kind of the the thought that's going into it. And um, and and of course, I, I mean, I just come back out of that as well. And what 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 we're trying to do then is trying to actually the people that Henry has paid attention to, has observed and has listened to. And I, I mean, when I say listen, I, I, kind of, I mean listen in the widest possible sense mm. of, of kind of paying attention. And um, so we kind, of, we kind of felt as the edits went on, we kind of felt that the best way of representing Henry's work was by just observing the, 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 the artists at work and then giving it context um,
1: right. It, we, we kind of this, is, this, is, what, this is what this is what Henry's are, 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 life has been has been made up of. Right? Is that that's sort of yeah. what you mean?
2: Ex- ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Henry's oh. Henry's ideas are kind of almost exhilarating for me to 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 listen to him speak about art. But I think it would be kind of almost insulting to the artists to have Henry speaking over them, or, or you know right. what I mean? That it's uh, right. yeah, fair, they needed they, they needed their full attention. We they needed our full attention, and then we'd let Henry talk. and and throw life backwards over the, back over the artist that we we were watching in the first part of the film, you know, that is kind of... uh,
1: So so there's a, and by the way, I don't think I've congratulated you both on the film. I love the film and congratulations and welcome to Toronto and all of that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think uh henry you said something about um that's just ringing a bell i've made made some notes but uh, something about an agreement on what is beautiful And, and 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 not long after you talked about celebrating complexity and i look at how difficult some of these works must be the ceramics and the the, the making of the hands and even the, the arc welding of the sculpture, which is just appeals to the construction worker that I used to be um, in me. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? I, I mean, uh, I, I don't I, I'm not sure I quite understand what you mean by about, you know, we need an agreement on what is what, what is beautiful. And, and and is that art ultimately, mm-hmm. What whatever we define uh, as beauty,
0: that aesthetic grammar, I think you referred to it as in the film. Well, <clears throat> I think you've understood exactly what I was up to, but I would like to make a kind of simple complication for it. I don't think that there is a possibility that the world can agree about art. Instead, what you find is that all communities have an agreement about art. That was really the point that I was making. And so the, what, what I would say is a pretty simple. I think creativity is a human birthright. Everybody is born with the capacity of being an artist. You look at every little kid can draw, every little kid can dance. And slowly but surely, people are driven out of the natural course of becoming an artist. So everybody should be an artist, and everybody, I think, you know, very many people are, but they're artists in very different environments. Maybe they make good dinners, maybe they plow good fields, maybe they do whatever they do. But a lot of people don't, as they mature, allow themselves to think about their work as art. But more importantly, when we encounter other people, we're very likely not to understand that what they're doing is art, because we come to that, you talked earlier about craft and art, and I think that's the conversation we're not gonna have right now, but this is the point. Why would I call somebody else's art craft, diminishing it? Why would I say that somebody else's art is not art? Simply because I don't understand it. And so that what I have to do is, through patience, come into a position where I'm capable of entering into the community's discussion about the idea of the grammar of art. And then I can see how an individual that I might not have thought about as being an artist, maybe a person really good at driving a taxi cab, but if you get into the taxi cab world, and the guys that drive taxi cabs and do it very well are, are the artists of that work. And so what I think is pretty simple, and I don't think I've said it very well here, but is that everybody has the ability to become an art, artist. Everybody is headed towards art because art is not more than or less than the fullness of human complexity. But if we come into another place, it takes us a long time to stop, listen, watch, pay attention, and come slowly into an understanding of what someone else's art is. If we develop, if I were to develop out of my own experience an idea about what art is, then that idea is obviously going to be a kind of art of white guys, because that's what I am. I'm a white guy. So that if I want to understand African art, I'd better go to and I'd better sit, sit down with the community, and I'd better spend a long time, and I'd better listen, and then i come away with some kind of an understanding. Not perfect. Not perfect. Impossible for it to be perfect. But adequately for me to be able to say that although, dear friend, I don't know everything, I experienced a lot with these people. Let me tell you how I understand that they've come to their understanding of what art is, and so that it needs to be, it needs to be a very patient procedure, it needs to, you have to listen a lot, but for the most part what you have to do is scrape away everything you've ever known before, and become a kid again in another culture. And then you start out again in a t- different environment, in a different place with a different religion, and that's crucial, a whole different vision of the world, and as you come to, to that difference, then you can at last be able to say, not that I understand, but that I can uh, function as a translator between these people you don't know at all, and yourself. I know enough about what you're interested in, in art. I haven't know enough about what they're interested in art, and I can get in between and I hope explain it. The whole purpose is to eliminate prejudice. The whole purpose is to eliminate presuppositions. The whole purpose is to get us away from the kind of conventions that we've been raised with. And allow us to mature to the point that we're, where we can engage with other people 's conventions, not to accept them necessarily but to understand them to honor them to respect them, to be patient with their existence
1: so so pat i'm i'm, I'm getting the sense that henry 's quite the philosopher as well as uh, well, all the other things that 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 he does i uh, it's fascinating i i um I have questions. Um, mm-hmm. Henry, I would love for you to talk about the two things that cause you to be amazed. Uh, you, I think you said in the film were two things: the stories that your grandmother uh, mm-hmm. told and your grandfather as the carpenter. And you know, you just said something that I, f- I think is utterly brilliant that you need to go into another culture and, and become a kid again and, and, and uh, sort of mm-hmm. eliminate that presupposition mm-hmm. and get rid of the prejudice and start over dance again, splash in the water. Clap your hands and so on. Um, can, can you tell me about that amazement, that wonder? Because uh, wonder is something I've, as I've studied philosophy for many years. As I said, I've done magic, and so I love that moment of the coin vanishes, and that 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 sense of of amazement and wonder. So you captured my attention in the film when you said that. But I'd love if, uh, for you to chat a little bit more about
0: that. <clears throat> I think it's not very hard, and I think it'll probably lead us into the right place. The natural wonder of a small child, for me, had to do with my grandmother's stories. We were, we, the the farm, the family farm was really on the battlefield of Manassas, so that if in the springtime, when we dug up, when we did the spring plowing, we came up with bayonets and cannonballs. We came up with the Civil War, so that from a tiny child, my grandmother was telling me the stories that she had learned from her great aunt, who raised her, my grandmother raised me, and my her great aunt was born in the 18th century. I was one person from the 18th century, and my grandmother made me just absolutely aware of the of the reality of the past. That's a wonder. That's an amazing thing to me. Uh, it, what was actually happening at that moment in in the world? The Second World War was happening. What was happening in my head? The Civil War. So, that was wonder. That was an amazement. And the second amazement was for me. My grandfather who was a wonderfully skilled carpenter and who made beautiful, beautiful furniture, and so that his shop was one wonder world, my grandmother's lap was another wonder world, one was about history, one was about art, and all that's pretty simple to say, isn't it? That's wonder. Then you grow up, and then I grow up and I'm told that the South is a place of horror, that the South is a bad place. That wasn't what I experienced. And that caused me to understand that my wonder wasn't everybody's wonder. That's a kind of a pretty basic thing, right? My wonder isn't everybody's wonders, and furthermore, what I think is wonderful, other people demean. In fact, other people tend to seem to hate it. I loved country music from the time I was a little child. Other people think mu- country music kind of declassé. How can you say that? I mean, Hank Williams is the greatest songwriter we've probably ever had. But I learned that other people didn't feel that everybody said. I mean, people. Once I got away from my home, what did I hurt? Here, the South is a place of violent prejudice. What I found, what I was a little kid, the house South wasn't a place of violent prejudice. My next door neighbors were black; they were my friends. I played ball with black kids. I loved an old black gentleman. I still do, called Marilyn Pettiford. I simply loved him. I was passionately in love with this elderly man because he was so kind and so gentle. Mm-hmm. In other words. I didn't understand, or I did understand, that there was a prejudice against the things that I found wonderful. I think that's probably simple then. So then I look around the world and what do I do? I go to those places where I know there is wonder because there are human beings but I also know that there's prejudice and so it doesn't, it shouldn't surprise us in this context that I spent a big part of my life and probably the, maybe the most important ten years in Turkey studying Islam at a time that my nation was at war with Muslim people, that my nation thought it was just fine to bomb them from the air. It's just fine to kill all those Iraqi ladies because they're, what the hell is going on here? There's a horrible prejudice and I can't stop that. I can't stop my idiotic government from doing crazy things. However, I can write a book about Muslim people and I did. I'm very proud of that book, I love that book. I learned Turkish, I read the Koran, I learned how to to practice Namaz. Not that I became a Muslim, but I was able to get enough compassionate understanding that was linked to a passion of creativity that allowed me to say, I, I can write a book about Muslim people. And that wasn't just, you understand, it's just like my writings about the South. It wasn't just a book about something that was wonderful. It was a book about something that was wonderful that I knew other people didn't think was wonderful. And therefore it was a part of my, it's a part of my goal right now to fight against prejudice on behalf of the wonder of unwritten and marginalized and forgotten people. That's a fact. Um,
1: Pat, has uh, Henry written any country music to your knowledge? Um. Does he play the juice harp by any chance? (laughs)
2: No, I mean I, he, he he does play music, but he he didn't he he I haven't heard him play music, but I know I know that he does. But I so, play music as well, and he, and so, him, he didn't hear me either.
0: <laughs> so, no, no, it's a fact that one of the things that unifies Pat and myself, and not only patients, but we both love traditional music, right, Pat? Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, Pat, we believe it or not, we've got to wrap up in a couple of minutes here, and I'm I'm sad about that, but but maybe we can do a, a part two down down the road. Um, How do you how do you edit a guy like Henry? How do you how do you figure out what to leave in? I think I'm more interested in what you've left out, actually.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the only way that I could kind of uh, that myself and the editor, Keith Walsh, could console ourselves during the edit was I was going to say, I would keep saying, look, this is really, really interesting. But it's for the Q&A, probably, (laughs) or it's for a book (laughs) of interviews or something, because you know his 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 depth of knowledge is, is 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 phenomenal and his experience in the field is phenomenal so it's you know he's got he's got the authority i suppose you know of of experience and and, and that's getting rarer and rarer really you know it's uh, it's one thing being well read but being out in the field and experiencing it first hand when I mean, it, it it occurred to me actually there that when you we were talking the first time about the pre- I, it's the same kind of thing of coming from a small farming background in, in Ireland and when I was growing up in the 70s and 80s. It was a kind of a prejudice against small farms as if they were all backward, you know, mm. and that they were all... And I think maybe that maybe that's a kind of a shared thing or maybe that's something that I saw or kind of picked up with Henry is that there's a kind of... Uh, there's a prejudice against the small place. There's a prejudice against the thing that isn't making a splash you know, everybody is gravitating towards the kind of the flashy kind of film or the flashy art or whatever, and it's. I think it's it's important to kind of look the other way from that. Anything that's the kind of new orthodoxy, it's better to kind of actually turn around and look 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 at what's happening other places because once once all that culture becomes mainstream, it, it, it's it's um, it's 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 very very important to kind of like Henry said something great during the film. He said um. Which isn't in the film, but he kind of says, you know, what's what's why is somebody takes a photograph or somebody paints on a canvas, and that's art. And somebody does like really intricate embroidery, or somebody uh, you know makes a rug, and that's 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 called craft. I mean, right. that's class bias, really. You know, and that's what Henry Henry says. I'm just going kind to of quoting Henry there. I hope I'm not misquoting him. But it's pure kind of class bias, and that's kind of what motivates me, as well, in terms of making the film about Henry. Is to kind of is to kind of highlight those those kind of discrepancies in in, in in thought and so, kind of prejudice. So, so you
1: know? Pat, I'm going to ask you one more question before I ask a, like a question that's probably going to take Henry about 45 minutes to answer. That's my guess, <laughs> um, and I have time, just so you know. Uh, and I think yeah. we're getting pretty close to your bedtime, aren't we, Pat? Yes. Yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah. 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 I figured yeah. so. Um, <laughs> the this film is is about Henry, but it's about a whole lot more than that. It seems to me, and I'm wondering how you would explain it to somebody who said, "So fieldwork? Tell me more." Or you know, I I'm not a fan of thirty second elevator speeches. I'm really not. I'm in for the yeah. conversation. I'm in for the full bottle of wine. Let's get to the bottom of this and, and then maybe return yeah. to it tomorrow again. But how yeah. would you talk about fieldwork? Because for me, it's about art. It's about community. It's about craft and it's about going deeper and it's about prejudice and sexism and racism. And I can keep going, but I'd love to hear yeah. your thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm also not very good at um, snapsizing you know, what... Um, what what was I, I kind of I always like the definition of a work of art is that it's not about anything that it it just right. is
1: it just <laughs> was, is um,
2: so I mean I kind of like to think uh, in my in my in my um, in certain moments I kind of think that it's a combination of things it's 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 trying to capture the work of Henry Glassie and and trying to kind of do justice to the the work of Henry Glassie. But if I'm explaining, you know, most people don't know who Henry Glassie is, so I have to go a little deeper. Mm. And I've I've actually always had problems describing what the film is about. You know, I can I can do it in two or three A four pages, but I've I've had I've had difficulty kind of trying to map size what the film is about. But it's I think it's a, I think it's I think it's about Henry Glassie, but it's about fieldwork and it's kind of I suppose it's about, it's about the kind of one of the lines I came up with is about the rituals and and rhythms of working artists in Brazil and Mm. Turkey and North Carolina and Ireland. And, but that's not doing it justice either, really. I mean, it's, it's, um, I suppose it's, it's a combination of somebody who has a lot of learning, bringing that learning and intelligence to, into the field to kind of, kind of create, you know, 20, books uh, about different communities and their art. And I think it's a celebration of kind of small places. Mm. Uh, and I don't mean small places in terms of kind of geographically small places. It could be Dhaka City or it could be uh, Istanbul. It's just a kind of the unsung artists that are everywhere in the world. And um, it's a celebration of them, I think, you know. Well, you
1: know, um, it's interesting. It's a celebration to me of, of that commitment and intention and that that passion uh, of, yeah. of these People that you would never have met before, and hopefully now will meet, because you've been, um, your eyes have been, you you, you now yeah. have eyes to see, if 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 that makes and, sense. And, and you know,
2: and, and those people, those artists, to a certain extent, and I think maybe I never asked Henry this, but I think that you know they, they are literally everywhere. Right. But right. Th- th- right. But they're just not. Yeah, down I, down I love the fact day. that Henry
1: says everyone, everyone is a, is an artist or at least has the potential to to be an artist. So the last question for 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 Henry and and um, there's probably three or four questions wrapped up in this, but I loved how uh, you ended the film pat and with with the words of Henry saying that you know uh, I can show up anywhere and, and someone will take me in. And then uh, something along the lines of, I just come alongside people or or step beside them or in front of them and they're going to teach me. And so I wonder, we, alongside of that, uh, could we say that art is uh, connected to community or is dependent on community or only exists within a community? And I think you start, too, the the film with this profoundly existential question about individuals and and yet we end, it seems to me, with others. Yes. I'll let you take it from there, Henry, as we wrap this podcast up.
0: Well, I don't know, I, I don't know exactly what, film, what uh, Pat's film is about, but I, I can tell you what it does. <clears throat> it makes the world bigger. It, make, it expands the scope of existence. It actually makes the world seem bigger and actually be bigger. That, I think, is, is really what the, the film does. And so that's what I would think uh, about that. <clears throat> if, I, if I were to say that, that uh, the relationship of art to community, that's exactly your question. I think that every peop- all people live in some kind of social association, and from that social association they draw their ideas that they use in order to realize their natural impetus to art. But I don't think that ultimately art's going to depend on community. Ultimately art depends on individuals. That's what I really believe. And I think that even if you think about the most communitarian arts in the world, ultimately those traditions are all individualistic. I mean, they want an individual to emerge and to be best. And so that indeed there's a community, there's a community maybe in Brazil of Catholics, and they recognize nonetheless that Edgival is the best of all those artists. And so he depends upon a community. But ultimately, they depend on him more than he depends on them.
1: So there you have it, folks. We've been uh, talking with Henry Glassie and Pat Collins mm-hmm. about their new film, uh, Fieldwork, here at the Toronto International Film Festival. Pat, thank you for your time uh, today or this evening, I guess. uh, uh thank you. from As yeah. my dad would say, from across the pond, I really do appreciate
0: it. And uh, to than Henry, uh, thanks uh, <laughs> to you as well. Yeah, thank you so much. This was a great time with you, and I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Yep.
2: <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.